Hello, this is Nick from WOW Talk, and you're listening to In Orbit on Mash Those Buttons. You're not going to replace me with Nolan North, are you? Guardian? Eyes up, Guardian. Guardians, and welcome to episode 17 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast, dedicated to Destiny and its community. I'm your host and leader of the Technodrome Collective, Jorge, aka GoToNRG. Today, we're jo- joined by my co-host, the leader of Technodrome's Knights, David. Say hi. How's it going, everybody? And we're also lo- joined by the leader of Technodrome Assassins, Pesh. Say hi. Yo. Uh, on the show, we actually have two additional guests. We have Alan and Jamie. Alan, say hi. Hi. And then Jamie, the poor unfortunate soul that gets confused for Pesh all the time. <laughs> Hello. So, in today's episode, we got news. A lot of news. Good news. Confusing news. And then some bad news, too, because disguise is good news. But let's go ahead and start talking about the Destiny Spring update. The only thing we currently know is that it's a significant light level update. We're going to get new gear and by assumption, new weapons, new armor, new stuff like that, and new challenges for PVE. Now, when you say new challenges for PVE, a lot of people automatically think of raids. The unfortunate thing is, this is a, I don't believe that this is going to have a new raid. From all the wording, it sounds very similar to the same wording that they did for House of Wolves. I, I expect to see new strikes, I expe- expect to see new missions, and I expect to see a possible update to the arena, aka the Prison of Elders, but I personally don't see a raid in the future. Reason being, the way Destiny has been approaching raids um, ever since uh, the Dark Below has been that they are the ultimate um, end game activity for the story. You had Crota being that uh, the end end game of uh, the Dark Below. In many ways, you could say uh, Thirty Five Skolas was the end game for the Taken King, even though it wasn't a raid. And you could say you could definitely say that Oryx was the end game ultimate of the Taken King. You're fighting the big bad threat to the universe. With there not being any major update to the story, at least from what I'm seeing, I hardly believe that there's going to be a raid. So we'll go ahead and start off with David. What what are your opinions on this Destiny Spring update? Just the spring update. Uh, well, for the spring update, personally, I think we do have a chance at a raid. And that's because of that light level increase. Because you have to think about it where right now, the only way to get the highest level light stuff is from the raid and then from Trials of Osiris at the lighthouse for the weapons. Mm-hmm. If they don't introduce a raid, then there has to be some new PVE mechanism for you to get max light. 
And if that strikes or something, everybody's going to say it's a waste. It's too easy. And if you can only get it from Trials of Osiris and they bring up the Trials of Osiris level, then everybody who does play PvE is going to complain and say that PvP people are getting all the favors. Counter-argument, though. In Prison of Elders, that was the way to get the highest light level stuff for that expansion. True. But then they would need something like Prison of Elders. Right, which is which is why I was saying I, I believe that's what they're going to be going towards with regards to um, the 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 update. I, I honestly do not believe that they're going to be doing a massive raid just because of how many resources it takes to be putting into that, and with with the exception of the random emotes and uh, whatever's that you get from Tess Everest, there's not really many other sources of income for them. A lot of the, these funds for the uh, for, from the emotes are basically funding that live team. I think I, I okay, so I don't think it's gonna be a massive raid, but I think there's a chance at a decent sized raid. More like honestly, more like Vault of Glass size, which I would consider to be about half the size of King's Fall with the amount of boss encounters and stuff. And I right. think part of why they're doing that, and do you remember the note a few weeks ago from someone who claimed to be from Destiny? It was on Reddit, it got taken down. They said like, oh, we're overworked. We only have like five people and stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff. Yeah, we, uh, I we think, touched this. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying I think Deej took a subtle stab at that during the Bungie Weekly update. Because during that last section of the, or this week at Bungie, what he's calling it now, during the last section of it, he said that there were hundreds of passionate people at Bungie working, basically saying there's not just three people working. That was a load of crap, in my opinion. And I think because of that, there is a chance that we're going to get a raid. Here's here's the again, just another counter argument. I like throwing counter arguments, and I love completely ignoring Alan and Jamie and 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 Pesh because they suck anyway. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, so, it's the David and Jorge show. Da 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 da. I, 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 everybody knows that there's hundreds of, 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 of people working at Bungie, but I do believe most of them are focused on Destiny 2 or whatever that it entails. That we're, we'll go ahead and discuss that later. And a very small portion of whatever, whoever's currently working on the current stuff is currently working on that. Um, it's, it's basically just like keeping things status quo until they release the big update coming in fall. Um. So yeah, I I I do understand what you, what you mean. It's just I don't believe that the size of the team that's current working on current stuff, like the spring update, is as large as as it might seem. Well, the the thing is though, you had you had this live team, and they put out like Sparrow Racing League, Best of mm-hmm. the Lost, Crimson Doubles. They put out that stuff, which means the entire other time, other people were working on other stuff. And I think it is fair to assume that this isn't that those hundreds of people were working on the spring update because they know they needed something and it didn't come when we thought it would. And that is to me, another indication that you have a chance at getting something bigger, like a ring. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and involve somebody who hasn't really talked. Jamie, the other Jamie, not patch Jamie, the other Jamie, <laughs> the one that gets confused and yeah. very, very, Rightfully so, because he's 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 from Australia. Go ahead. <laughs> he's not from Australia. That's an inside joke. We'll explain another time. Like By inside, it doesn't mean sexually. 
Yeah, he jumps in kangaroos' butts. Anyway, go ahead, oh. Jamie. Yeah, um, what do you think of this spring update? Um, I think it depends entirely on people's representation of what they've said. Light level, significant light level increase. To what end? Because our significant light level increase from House of Wolves to the Taken King was from like what thirty six was it? Did it go from thirty six to thirty two to thirty four? Thirty four to fucking three hundred twenty. Now, yes, fine. They they changed the the dynamics of how that worked, but. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to update Prison of Elders, like you said. I think because now we have more, more bosses within the game that they can just reskin and rename the, Sh- the Shield Sisters or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But um, other than that, I don't think we're going to get. I don't think we're going to get all that much. A couple of side missions. The, but my problem with it at the minute is simply that they're saying you're going to get all this, you're going to get all that, but they're not giving it. They're giving us a spring update. That's a three, three and a half month window. We need something closer to a date than a, than a season. We can't, we can't expect us to sit around from March to June, especially when other games are coming out. They just, they can't. But I don't think they can give that to you because if they say, all right, we're going to launch it March twenty eighth. Well, then it comes March 28th and it's, it's not launched because they're probably not entirely prepared with it. Then everybody from the community is just going to flame them. Whereas if they say spring, they can get its final steps ready and then release it in April or May. And it still came out in spring and they get a good quality update to their community. Yeah, I think if they make another blunder, like saying, oh, this is going to come out on X day and it doesn't, then the community is just going to completely overrule them with just negative feedback because that's how it always is as soon as Bungie does something and it's incorrect everyone jumps on that bandwagon but with all due respect all the things that the Bungie have done of late regardless to whether we enjoyed it or not has been wrong in some aspect Crimson Doubles what a complete enough mess up that well, is well I don't want to interrupt okay. you but let's go ahead all and right. save that for just la- okay. later on let, right. let, uh, but I do want to touch on something that you mentioned that significant light level update um, it, even though we're going to be talking about it later, I do believe that it is a response to people's frustration with year one weapons being so prevalent in um, higher light level crucible stuff. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And 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 actually, me and uh, me and David were talking about it. How yesterday he got res sniped by a icebreaker. An icebreaker. Yep. During and trials or what? Yeah. In yeah, trials. In trials. Should wow. Not happen. Yeah. Wow. So my my theory is my original theory is when I saw a significant light level update was that they were going to bump it up to 300 350 to 360. Ever since I started looking at it more with regards to possible future updates to PVP, it makes sense for them to do more of us to go even to 400. That way you truly put year one weapons in the back burner, you're going to be going up against 390 to 400 light level weapons, and those 170 weapons are simply not going to cut it in something like Trials of Osiris. But we thought that, or we should have thought that already. 170 to what 320 light level gear that should not even be a factor, and you're just getting it, wrecked. 
it shouldn't and 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 that's that's something that we have we've actually discussed where we don't believe that the curve that they use with regards to the light is strong enough um and i believe that they need to to go ahead and just make it even stronger with when they do that update which in addition to the update that they're going to be doing on um in 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 april or whatever uh, for the uh, for the PVE, they're going to be doing a weapon balancing of some sort. So I can definitely see them doing something in regards to that, where it's enough of a boost to your weapons that it affects res sniping, um, thorns, and all that stuff. That if they don't update or they don't bring year two versions of those weapons, so that you cannot just go into Trials of Osiris and just basically have a lot of success with them and i hope and i well we'll discuss that later um did anybody else have anything that they wanted to throw in with regards to this april update in terms of pve yes do you think okay. do you think they will bring old raids back into the fold because i've seen a lot of I, this on reddit twitter facebook no, etc something along the lines of this um with a significant light increase okay okay let me start again the Obviously, King's Fall raid drops, you don't want to make them obsolete. Okay, so that's why I understand bringing the old raids up to a new tier. That would make those drops completely obsolete in that sense. But if you're having a significant light level, and then you're going to, say, add whatever level it is, or level 50, through, you know, 350 light version of all three raids that you can run, you know, any week, you can run any one oh. you want to run then that is a good way of doing it because then you're not negating the drops. Obviously, you'd have to tweak some of the, the, v, the VOG guns because they are ridiculously good. But that is one way to do it where you're not... where you're, um, you're still acknowledging people's time and, and effort spent getting those drops because they're, they're then getting the same like light drops from all three raids and they can choose which avenue they want to go down. So if they are going to introduce old raids... Now is the time. That is the perfect time to do it. If they're going to do that, they should also do Prison of Elders. Because then, if you look at that, this game Definitely. is no longer, there's nothing for me to do. This game is, you could do 12 raids and two diff three different levels of Prison El of Elders every week. Mm -hmm. I, I did, the, the thing with Prison of Elders is it, it got old, old so fast because the mod or the, the challenges within it were just rather not well thought out well there wasn't enough it was it was dismantle mines destroy mines destroy target like yeah. give me like yeah, I mean, at least 10 things that can cycle no, through no you, one you, thing you, they you really, know what i go ahead i'm sorry jamie so uh, that's one Pesh, thing they really jamie. pushed forward as being you know something that's really dynamic when you'd go in there oh it's not the same experience each time and then it just worked out that it was a four-week rotation on the hard yeah. ones and mm -hmm. and how is that random? Like it's a four week rotation. <laughs> I, I know two weeks from now what the modifiers are going to be. I know exactly what the boss is going to be. I know exactly what the objective is going to be. How is that fresh? That's they, so they Upside. they have to really think about that definitely. And also, if they're going to do like a Twitch event, don't let Deej play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please, oh, please, oh, no, no. Oh. Well, the other, 
Well, it, it also didn't help that Broman was like, "Wow, wow!" <laughs> as he's using necrochasm all over the place. So I was like, "Oh man!" But how um, exactly would they update it though? Like, what well, what could they add? The new? best thing that they can do is just not make it so that it's a specific boss every single week. You still mm-hmm. have you still have to have Skolas there for the old for for people who just have, um, or the the three original. What is it? The 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 the, the, the ones that rotate, the level 32, level 34, level 35. You have to have those for the old mm-hmm. content. The easiest way to ro- uh, to update it is to have, say, the recommended light level 400 version, yes. right? And or, or th- there'll be one for 300, one for 350, one for 400. That way, in, when instead of having the level 28 one, where you just jump in, which is actually the one that changes all the time, have those over there being, you know, the, the ones that you go into for a specific, specific light level. You have a chance of getting a uh, something that gets you a 300, 350, or a 400 light level on those levels. And then just have these dynamic bosses. You need, to, honestly, I know it sounds crazy, you need to have like 20 bosses. Because having those four that rotated plus Skolas, I think it was four, it might, might be five. It got old really quickly, especially when the, when they when the, the stuff wasn't rotating. It, it it was basically if you if you knew it was the one where it was Calyx reborn, you had one round of I think it was Hive, and then the rest were were uh, ta- uh, not taken, fallen oh. nonstop, mm-hmm. and you just you go into the same room, same room, do the same exact thing that you did last time, and then you finally get the Calyx reborn. You go to the corner, pop a weapons of life, pop a blessing, keep jumping up, throwing Galhorn up, Galhorn up, Galhorn until he's dead. Uh, but yeah, if you have a whole bunch of bosses that can be there, they, it doesn't even have to be part of the story. Just like you, you took these guys out, Cabal Commanders, mm-hmm. Hive Overlords, uh, Fallen uh, Archons that from the House of Wolves, because there's still House of Wolves running out there, and then a House Kings or something like that. Just all these random bosses, have them do dynamic things that these new strike bosses are doing. Uh, I, one, like I mentioned, the the coolest new boss is the one from the PlayStation Strike, where he's running around. He's completely immune. You have to deactivate his sh- uh, shield or get him to open up. Just there's mm-hmm. so many things that they can do, which they've already been doing with the new strikes, which are very very cool. Um, I mean, a lot of people like I keep going back to the strike, but the Fallen Saber Strike boss is very very creative because it's a three part boss in one. You get yeah. the first part. You break his shell. He's open up. He's firing all this stuff. You break that down. Then he starts going crazy and chasing after you. Yeah. Like, that has more... It's more dynamic than the ones that we had in Prison of Elders. Uh, I mean, it was cool, the one where, where he was like, you have to keep jumping up in a safe zone because the floor's on, quote-unquote, fire. Mm-hmm. And they were going in the right direction, but a lot of those bosses left a lot to be desired. Um, although Quadron... Until the, uh, before the, they did the, the update, was one of my favorite bosses just because he was such an ass. He was basically <laughs> the, the Destiny version of me. If, if ever a boss encapsulated what I am, it was Quadron. I am Quadron. Was, was he good with the Fusion Rifle too? Oh no, Quadron was an ass. He had he had so much life for no good reason. And then if you didn't get that that oh, what is it, Quadron's oh, eye, you you're oh, screwed. Yeah. You were screwed. It was hilarious. I laughed so hard at Quadron because he frustrated fairness. so many people. 
You could burn <laughs> the crap out of him with Galahorns, and if you had three people with Galahorns, you wouldn't even need to get the do the eye mechanic. You could just waltz in. Oh, there. in the beginning, cool. yeah. Well, Proper weapons are like insane because you could burn the crap out of anything with Galahorn in year one. Yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't do that now. No, they mm. need to for Prison of Elders. There's two things I think they need, and it's they need to make it so leading up to the boss is never the same. It's just completely random, completely random modifiers, completely random rounds. And so you would you would not be able to look at uh, a page online and see what it's going to be for that week. Just keep mm-hmm. it random. And then the boss, just they need to expand on the dynamics they had and basically make it simple raid mechanics for each boss. Yeah. And I, I think Oryx is actually a really clever fight in the sense that, okay, the enemies are going to die quicker, but you can't burn him because you don't actually do the damage to him. The bombs in the game do the damage to him. Right. That that boss, regardless of your level, regardless of your light level, is always going to be four stages. Always going to be the 16 bombs. It's never going to change from that. So that's actually quite clever, because then you can't walk in, (laughs) double the light level, and then, you know, take him down really easily. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, wow. yeah. You could take so you could take Skolas down now, but yeah, you couldn't Skolas, do that before. Skolas is crazy because that's what ten See, seconds with touch of malice, and you're just yeah, like, oh, that's the whole time. But but even at, once people figured out Skolas with three Galahorns at the max light level, you could take Skolas down in the first thirty seconds. Oh my yeah. god! That was before, the that's before patch. Yeah, yes. Once they took the phones that's away, completely different though, because you're doing the damage to Skolas. In Oryx, you're not doing the damage to Oryx. It's that's just true. It's how good, I think, though. That's how I think they should design their raid bosses. And with touching back just real quickly on the um, on the light increase, something else I want to just add in there, without the risk of sounding too negative, um, I kind of think for a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people in this on this podcast right now have a 320 character. I know, I know, I do. I know Jamie does. I know David does. I'm not sure if. Alan and Hor, I do, but you're. Alan is unfortunate. It's okay. I, I can imagine, you know, 50% of the community, active community, are going, fuck, significant light increase. I've not even reached 320. What the fuck? Why have I even been grinding? Because now, when that update comes out, they're going to be like, well, what's the point? I'm not. I think for a lot of people, that's going to stop people grinding to that 320 level. You're going to actually see a drop in players because of that update. Because they're just going to go, you know, what's the point? I might as well just wait till the update now. I've been trying so hard to get for three, to that 320. I've been repeatedly doing the same checkpoint in the raid to get that one drop that I need. That one drop. And you're at 319.9 light level for, what, two months? I completely understand why people would get fatigued with that and be like, you know what, I'm out. But well, but here's the thing, like they've already been doing that, and at a certain point, you have to do something to remedy it. But I mean, and the uh, I, I, can, I, that that that's more of a symptom of something that we're going to be talking about later on. Yeah. I, I, and 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 I know what you're talking about. I mean, like if I you said, just it, it, quickly compare the the amount of people. At the end of House of Wolves, I know that was stupidly easy to level up, I'm just saying. But the amount of people you've got on maximum light level in the previous DLC, the people at the maximum light level you have in the current DLC, is is so far in between. I mean, I would go as far as saying the amount of people with a 320 character would be lower than 2%. 
maybe three percent. I, I would go as far as saying it was that low. I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again now. House of Wolves was better because you could have different setups at max light level. Right now, I have two setups at 320 for my hunter. I have a raid set at 320, and I have my trial set. I I don't even have the ability to have like different gun setups because I don't have that many 320 arms. I have a 320 arms for scouts and for hand cannons. But besides that, like in House of Wolves, I had a setup for auto rifles, pulse rifles, scout rifles, hand cannons. But now, even though this is the time where they came in and said, oh, it's going to be so you can customize your character. You can infuse everything. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the amount of variety you had in that DLC was insane. You go up to someone, they look completely different. You wouldn't, I think... I may have may have seen one or two people look identical to me the whole time I played that DLC. I go in the tower now. There's like nine people with the exact same setup as me because it's because they have the raid gear. Exactly. You don't want to waste. Or, or, or you don't want to waste gear. a three twenty raid gear getting something else to three seventeen. Yeah. Exactly. And so, go ahead. Okay. So one one last point I want to say because Jamie mentioned something about the the bringing up the light level and people wanting to not do the grind. The only mm -hmm. thing I can see the problem with coming with that is right now, a lot of people have a lot of exotics sitting in the three teens and they haven't gotten those exotics to 320. And it takes exotic shards, which are now a limited resource because you can't buy them to get things to 320. Well, now if they bump the increase, the light increase to 400 and no one has exotic shards and we have all these exotics sitting at 317, are all of our exotics going to sit around 350 for forever because we run out of exotic shards and can't infuse them up to 400? I mean, one thing I I completely agree with you. Then again, on that on that kind of side of things, when you're infusing exotics, it should should definitely not take an exotic shard. But I did I did find a method, and I did make a video on that method that you can easily get um, two exotic shards back from one. If you buy a rocket launcher from the blueprints for the 2500 glimmer and the exotic shard, if you've got some kind of like uh, rocket telemetry or anything that boosts rocket experience, six motes of light will fully upgrade that weapon, only six, then you dismantle it, you'll get two back. I know that's a, I know that is a way to do it, relatively simple, but I do agree that they should be wi more widely available. I mean, why the fact Zer doesn't sell them is completely ludicrous. To be honest, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. They're, they're still, Especially they're still the a valuable players. resource on this game. Why are they? Why are, there's no place in the game where you can buy them, and that is I a problem. I would argue you need them more now than ever because instead of needing yes, one definitely. to get your thing to max, you now need like four or five to get your gun to max. To get a three ten exotic to, to three twenty, you need three exotic shards. Three. Because they will only jump two. four light Well, yeah, but you'd have to burn a three twenty and a three twenty. Yeah, you'd have to, to do two that. Three twenties. Yeah, two fully All leveled three twenties. All right. So let uh, let's go ahead and just move on a little bit because uh, we were on there that for a little bit longer than I thought. <laughs> um, let's go My ahead bad. and talk about Destiny Year Three and the Destiny sequel. Uh, the reason I said Destiny Year 3 is because this fall there will be a significant, well, they said expansion, which means that people are going to have to shell out money. Mm -hmm. um, 3.0, basically. Destiny 3.0. 3.0, and they also mentioned a Destiny sequel. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody knows the, uh, the stuff that was published by Kotaku not too long ago regarding their uh, the delay 
in a game that was never announced. It's just always been assumed, based on roadmaps that have been sent out, that have, for, for the most part, been proven correctly, um, and previous experience with what we've been given, that there was going to be a Destiny 2 or a major release this year. It was always supposed to be the base game, expansion, another base game, another expansion, and so on and so forth. And right now we have a an expansion on the level of Taken King expected to be released in September of this year. Or around that time, I should say. Being that it is an, it is an expansion to an, a game that we've already played through and is already on, you know, basically developed for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and just been updated for PS4 and Xbox One. We're going to be doing a lot of this, uh, a lot of mi new missions and stuff in similar areas based on taking King. We might have a new area to explore. We might have new weapons to use, but we're probably going to be sent back to the Cosmodrome. We're probably going to be sent back to Mars, back to Venus to explore an area that we've already explored thoroughly. And we're probably going to get public events in all these areas similar to what happened in Taken King. Which is fine, but at a certain point, like, have we already done everything that we can do in these areas? Because Taken King, the, the public events were cool, but Venus is a planet. Mars is a planet. The moon is a moon, not really a planet, <laughs> but for the sake of but for the sake of the game, it's a quote-unquote planet. And there are other parts of this planet and other parts of this moon and other parts of this dreadnought that we could be exploring, but we're going to the same exact areas. It's, it's, kind of, it's what I call the Power Rangers situation, where for some reason, even though they're attacking Earth, they concentrate all their attacks on Angel Grove High School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's what we're having right here. It's it, it, it's basically Angel Grove High School is the Ishtar Academy, and Oryx and his minions are constantly attacking that to conquer Venus. Yeah, which it's fine, but at a certain point, is just like you're not much of a, a universal threat if you're going to be attacking the same places that have been attacked before. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, give me something more with regards to Venus. Like, would you be okay? If they didn't introduce a new planet, but introduce new areas of Venus that are completely separate, yes, or new areas yes. of Mars yes, that are completely separate, exactly, uh, yeah, very much so. I mean, at this I point, agree. I think anything that we haven't seen that's not recycling pre like old areas is would will, will be a brush like a breath of fresh air, definitely. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. European Dead Zone. Oh, uh, oh yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. example. If can any, anybody remember, um, was it Black Ops? Black Ops Two. You remember how the zombies map worked, where it was Earth, but in order to go to a different location, the Earth span around, and it would give you a a, a pinpoint. Yeah. Yes. That, I would imagine that is something that how they're going to probably do with Destiny Two or in the future. So you've got different zones, different areas, like say mm -hmm. European Dead Zone. We're at currently in Old Russia. Um, and ice, I'd love to see something with ice as we've seen in the concept art we've seen a thousand times. Is it Europa? I know it's not, not, that's not Earth, but 
you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And I would imagine that oh, with the fallen, yeah, yeah, which would be go visit that, Santa. There needs to be something, something new. We've got, we've got snow. We're sorry, we haven't got snow. We've, uh, we've got the moon. We've got Earth. We need something that just goes. Look how beautiful that looks. Look how incredible we can just go and do something completely new. Oh, look, there's the same wall that we've seen a billion and one times that we used to be able to go to in the beta. Now we can't. I mean, one thing. For- in Destiny, for all its flaws, when they do make an area, it is fucking stunning. You cannot, mm-hmm. you, you you know, you can't disagree with that. I mean, going into Vault for the first time, mind blown. But seriously, I think they they need to put more mechanics, uh, like more activities in ship to ship combat. Is something that people are, you know, really, really, really want. Like, make that ship relevant. Make you know actually be able to get in it and go somewhere in it, or you know do like crucible matches or PvP matches where it is just ship to ship combat in orbit. That'd be mm. amazing. Something like Destiny that. They two. you know yeah. If oh my god, if there's ship to ship combat in Destiny two, just take my money. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. thing is, they can't really implement that in this game because of the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Oh yeah, I completely. Like, they have to leave it behind. Think, there's they, they there's need no to. They need to leave you, them behind. But who's I'm to say they won't leave it behind? Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to mention. You do you think that they're going to do PS3? Though, no, I don't think they do. If you haven't got a next-gen console at this rate, then you're just holding on to your console for no good reason. How long have the next-gen mm-hmm. consoles been out? Two, three two years? years. Two, two, two years. Over two years. It's three, three years, years now, no, isn't it? Two yeah, years gone in, gone in November. Yeah, we're, we're two years closing in on three years. Three, nearly three years, and you haven't got a next-gen console. I mean, a UK price, obviously, because I'm UK, but you can pick yeah. up a PlayStation 4 for, you know, £220, I think it is, or even less than that, I think. It's relatively cheap. They're not. They're almost half the price they were now. If you, you know, if you haven't upgraded yet, then you need to seriously think about it. Especially if you want to start, you know, looking at these new games and wanting to actually play them, because the old hardware is not going to be supported. For if you want to talk longer. about prices, yeah. as yeah. The, the thing that make, kind of makes it a waste is as soon as you've bought four games, because they're still sixty dollars for those old consoles. As soon as you've bought four games, you've spent as much money as you would if you bought a used next-gen console. Yeah. Exactly. Also, as well, if you have a friend who has a next-gen console, just account share with them. Easy. Take it in turns buying games. You've saved half the price on a game. I do it with one of my friends on PlayStation and on Xbox. I'm sure many of you people do it as well. I'm sure many listeners do it. It's one of the best ways to do it. It's not out of the terms, and you can get your games half price. I'm calling Sony on you. I think we've got an extra host. Is that on Jamie's side? Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) Extra co-host. £220 or the weight of my testicles. Anyway. um, (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) But but to be serious, going back to to the original question, do you believe that the expansion this year will include... PS3 and Xbox 360. And the reason I asked that, they were already pushing the limits of what the Xbox 360 and the PS3 with regards to Taken King due to its size. And people are already... Basically, they were unable to play it on Xbox 360 and PS3 because it was too big for their hard drives. 
they already cut out parts of the expansions and the events to the old councils, which is why I think that come at least the fall update, the spring I'm sure will include stuff for last gen, but the fall mm -hmm. update, I, I think that's where the last gen councils go. I think, yeah, I think when um, the, the fall update, I think they'll probably, I think they'll, they'll include aspects of the game like david's saying but i think after that then you're not going to get any support i don't think and you can't expect them to if i was still on last gen and nearly well because by the time it comes to the fall of this year we will be three years into the current gen systems i would never in a million years expect them to still be going oh we'll still support last gen no I mean, let, let, no. Let, let me just put this into perspective for people that are currently listening when you bought an Xbox 360, when you bought a PlayStation 3, by the time the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 was launched, that console was eight years old. Eight years. Let that sink in, okay? So now we're nearly three years into the new gen console cycle. That's nearly 11 years you've had that console. Let it go. Honest the to God, thing. let it go. Going off a similar point to that, it took under a year for developers to stop making games for the original Xbox and PlayStation 2. Well, mm -hmm. th there's a big reason for that. The reason that the, the, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox... No, it has nothing to do with sales. It's one very huge thing, and it only happens at the start of, the, of any new console cycle up to a year after its release. Backwards compatibility. At a certain point, before you buy... Uh, the new system, you knew that okay, Xbox 3 or my PlayStation 3 was going to be able to play my PlayStation 2 games and that is is good enough for me for the time being because I can sell my PlayStation 2 to get the PlayStation 3 I already have my games all I have to do is just put my PlayStation 2 games in the PlayStation 3 until the new games start coming out with PlayStation 4 you could sell the PlayStation 3 to get a PlayStation 4 but that means that most likely you're going to have to get rid of all those games that you had before because they're not going to work on the PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. And until new games started coming out for PlayStation 4, there was very little reason to have that PlayStation 4. You could always, quote-unquote, future-proof yourself. But then that means that you're just waiting. Whilst I until agree with that statement, though, that the amount of households that had an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation 3 was phenomenal. It was huge, yes, th that's true, but it, you always have to look at the that in-between period, that, that the growing pain period, and that's what held back a lot of people from buying a PlayStation 4. Yes, it's sold astronomically, it's, 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 it's right now 3 to 1 in terms of households to the Xbox One, but for, for a large period of time, people were not buying it. Because they were like, I can get one game, which was, uh, what was it? The new Call uh, of Duty released with it. Well, that one, but there, there was the one that, that Sony put out, the one where, you, where you're a, a superhero going through the city. I forget Infamous. what it's called. There you Second go. Song. Which was a very cool game. I enjoyed that one. Um, but for a long time, that was the only PlayStation 4 game I had. It wasn't until Destiny came out that I pretty much had another PlayStation 4 game. It was a very um, slow start for next-gen uh, next consoles. The, the launch games were abysmal. Right, yeah. So, when... when and that would have tied... If they had put in backwards compatibility, 
they probably wouldn't have had as much aversion to buying a PlayStation 4. Because they didn't have that, that's when things started going, uh, you know, a little south for some people. Um, now, what I can see them doing with regards to the fall up or expansion with regards to uh, previous gen is the same thing that they did with Call of Duty where they're like, okay, you can play multiplayer, but you're not going to get the single player at all. Um, I, we've already seen games such as Mortal Kombat X and I forget the other title that, that was on the tip. What's up? Call of Duty did that. where they, well, that, you, um... that, that's, what I, that's what I already mentioned, but I'm talking about Mortal Kombat X was previously scheduled to be released on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. They completely canceled it. There, there are several other titles that they did the same thing. Um, and I, they probably will do the same thing with Destiny, the, the, the fall expansion, where they just only offer the, the, the Crucible, and that's it. Yeah, Dying Light did it, that. I'm sorry? Dying Light did that, canceled it on last gen. Yes, there you go. That's the other one. Dying Light. They, it was supposed to be a PS3 and Xbox 360 version. They were like, yeah. nope. No, thanks. So how it should be. I'm sorry, that's it. It is. They want to make the best yep. out of the current game and make and let consumers feel like they've got what the money's worth, then it, they have to drop last gen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't want to sound like someone that hates on last gen consoles completely, but... I well, I know I sound exactly <laughs> like that, but I, I did enjoy my last gen console. Obviously. Hater alert! We got a hater Whoa! here. <laughs> but if your team is working solidly on a product for one device, like slash two devices in the next gen, so the graphics are very similar, then you don't have to waste manpower porting a copy of that down to different consoles that manpower then gets used for different things makes content that they're working on better then it's a no-brainer for me i'd much rather have a bet you know a more rounded better game that was on just next gen than next gen and previous gen Not so mention, i'd much rather have the extra 10 volt spaces right <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so where do you guys think they're gonna go with the fall update? Because we've already heard. I mean, the big rumor has been and will continue to be that it's gonna be a cabal theme. Um, Fall's, Fall's not gonna be cabal. It's not. I promise you. Spring. What do you think cabal. it's gonna be, David? Well, well I remember, think spring will be cabal, and then fall is chasing the queen. Because chasing the queen can be a much bigger story than the cabal can be. Wait, what, I think that I, would be the I, other I, way around. Wait, what? What do we? You you're talking about the fall update? Yeah. Well, there's there you got the spring update, which needs a story, and the fall update, which needs a story. Well, this spring will will, will won't be Cabal. I mean that I if they, they might hint at Cabal, but if anything, this spring might touch back on Fallen, as you mentioned with regards to the Queen, mm-hmm. where they sense a weakened Queen and they can go and try to retake the 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 Reef. Um. Or re- weakened reef, I should say, since the queen is quote unquote dead. Uh, with yeah, regards to fall, with regards to the fall, I do think that it will be cabal, but I could just as easily see them going to vex. I I'm telling you, spring will be the cabal, and I spring. think that is because they've they've had all these subtle hints at it, and the armor even hints at being cabal. Some of the unreleased exotics and a lot of the legendaries they hint at being cabal themes. And I think that is why Spring will be Cabal. 
Because with well, the spring okay, update, you, we, we will probably get the rest of the exotics they've not released as well. Right, but, but you, here's the thing with regards to the Cabal. A lot of people don't realize this. The fall update is, is, is obviously giant in scale and will add a new area or whatever. It's supposed to involve the Pyramidon. I don't know if, if you guys know about this. Look it up online. There was supposed to be an area on Mars where the new raid was supposed to take place called the Pyramidon, which is a giant cabal structure that housed a giant military commander. I, I, I don't believe it was the emperor himself. But basically, like, that's where, that's where the Mars raid was supposed to take place. And all of that was passed over to High Moon Studios. I mean, if you have a look, do you remember the roadmap that was in the investors meeting? So they had, you know, Destiny, Vanilla, then they had all the expansions laid out. I've got it up on my screen at the minute. So we had the Dark Blow, everything in that was correct. House of Wolves, right. everything in that was correct. Comet, that was the code name, obviously, for Taken King. Everything in that is correct, apart from the base level. That was speculated yep. at 30, and it was 40. And if you have a look at the next one, I know I'm not saying that this is, you know, that's what we should be looking at and that's what's going to happen, but it looks the next one they had pl planned or scheduled is Vex. And then the one after that, the Forge of Gods, is the Kabul. So I Question. honestly think it will. Question What's the mm -hmm. date on that? Uh, it says well, they've, all, they've all said TBA. That, after the, the, no, after no, Comet, no, the date it's TBA. when that was released, that was like over a year ago, wasn't it? That oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was November or December. Yeah, because that, that was very a long soon. time ago. It was and a lot from of a meeting that nobody was supposed to see. That that document was never supposed to get out. And since then, you've had a ton of changes, including change of CEO. So I mm -hmm. guarantee you that that roadmap from here on out is wrong, a hundred percent, because it's not going to be the same roadmap. They've changed up develop workers they've changed up their ceo everything is changing and in order because they've already said that they can't just do expansion expansion game yeah, expansion yeah. expansion game because they can't keep up with that so they're going to change what's going on in order to do that and they've shown before through leaked articles from like leaks from within that they have thrown the story out 100 percent before they will do it again yes i i honestly think before we see destiny 2 something they're going to bring in the vex the vex is going to come in at some point and they're going to do something with the timeline that way they have the complete flexibility to do whatever they want and say well it times reset now we've done the vex the timeline's different that it has to come into it for, at some point I, I can't see it being any other way the vex I mean, they can is use that a as way. a great tool because obviously they time travel so they that's a very good avenue for them to go down where they can implement different um you know content based on a different timeline the other thing about the vex is when when you bring back the vex in order to go with lore they're probably gonna have to bring back exo stranger and then bring in osiris and that's yep. very very big which is why i don't think vex would be spring i think vex could potentially be the start of destiny 2 or whatever they're going to end up calling it not even fall, but... Well, isn't Destiny 2 rumored to be called the Shattered Suns or something like that? Right. Destiny 2, was, it, per, per the rumors, is supposed to be the Shattered Suns. I don't think any rumor about the name of Destiny 2 is, at this point, right. 
I think you're going to have to I wait mean, at, a little bit more to get a, a rumor from Comet. Destiny 2. That wasn't right. But, he, but here's, 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 here's the thing. Shattered, if I'm not mistaken, Shattered Suns was trademarked by Blizzard, which would be similar to what they did with the Dark, the Dark Below and uh, the Taken King. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they, why they would Shattered Suns that not name. technically be this spring or fall update? Because you still have two updates coming before Destiny 2. Right, but but uh, uh, the the spring update will still be under the Taken King moniker. That's not going to change. I I don't I don't think so. I think the the spring update will be like Dark Below or House of Wolves, where it will get a name. I think it's going to be big enough to them that they can give it a name. I, I then honestly if they don't do that. They have to charge, wouldn't they? Yeah, not necessarily. A- anything regarding a, like an actual name change to the title most likely will co- will be involved in a charge or a giant update. Um, while the update will be large, I don't think it's going to change the name of the game the game that we currently have. I mean, I agree. I think game. if you have a named update, that you know that instantly says to me that's DLC. Okay, who's right. saying they're not going to charge for it though? Because they've stated that they're until that until for the entire the year two. that it's going to be updates. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be uh, the, when, the keyword. When did they the say key, that though? The keyword, because... but here's the thing: the keyword that they've that they've been saying it has been updates. Lot, In lot it, when when they started mentioning the whole thing about updates, but uh, DJ specifically said these updates will be free whether you purchase the emotes or not. When they mm-hmm. started talking about charging for for the emotes. Okay, but in the weekly update, they call that one a content release. They say they called, the, the they, update slated for spring, that's right. content that's, release. That's, that's, that's the key word right there, update But then they spring. follow it with yeah. that content release. So if you want to go with play on the That's what they've been using for all this, these events. SRL, Festival of the Lost, Crimson Days, a content release updates mm-hmm. to the game i that's what they've been using for, for this stuff i haven't specifically when, said expansion when they said expansion that's what the, that that's that's when they were like that's money that you have to put in mm-hmm. even so i don't think that with a update that they can't name it because they've named every single update sparrow recently crimson doubles all this stuff if they're going to introduce a pve update they're still going to name it they're not going to be like oh here's new pve stuff go play it has no name they will they will name it something it could be right. shattered suns it could be something else i just think that shattered suns being trademarked now because taken king the name for taken king came out and was released it was only a few like a month before we heard the name taken king from bungie that that name's mm-hmm. trademark got out so no, i know the, they, they actually trademarked that a while ago well, they that trademarked like, it because they revealed it at E3, and they trademarked right. it like a month or two before E3 because it was at the, mm-hmm. the beginning of 20, 2015 that they trademarked it. No, it, I, I, I believe that they trademarked that before Destiny even came out. No, 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 no. Taken King, no. No, no, because no. it all got leaked that Bungie had now trademarked that the, the Taken King logo. And the Taken King, and there was speculation for about six right, weeks before but, they named it officially. But but I mean, B- Blizzard was the one that trademarked it. They, it was one of those secret trademarks that they did a while ago, and Bungie officially put Bungie it on filed the, for the trademark of Taken King on May 6, twenty fifteen. Right, but it's but but they took that from Blizzard. 
because it, it Taken King was not originally a Bungie thing. It was a Blizzard thing, the same thing that they did with the Dark Below. And then it was one of those secret, like, I'm going to trademark this, and then we're going to go ahead and give it to you, quote-unquote, give it to you, um, after the fact. I, I, like, like that, that, that's what I think uh, is, is happened there. Um, but the, anyway... The, the stuff I'm finding online, because I just searched for this, is, is saying that it was Bungie who did it, and it was May. And when I searched for Blizzard doing it, nothing comes comes up saying blizzard had trademarked taken king it's it's just saying that activision blizzard bungie announced taken king at e3 blah 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 so basically the only things i can find which you might be right i might be wrong and they had released some stuff and i just can't find it anymore but the only things i can find are saying that in may that taking king was trademarked which is about a month before it was revealed at Here we go. in june at e3 uh, I have to I have to find it later on. Um, yeah, because I I I'm looking at some of the IGN stuff, and they do mention trademarked uh Taken King and stuff. So I have to pull it pull it up for you. Um, but that's later. That's neither here. That's neither here nor there. All, all all I know is that the spring update, I believe, will be tied in to finish up the Taken King storyline. Like like the 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 epilogue of Taken King, and it will lead to the fall update, whatever that is, um, because they've been hinting at in both the Grimoire cards and in the story, they've been hinting at heavily, both Cabal and Vex, Cabal with regards to the ones, especially that one story mission where the Vanguard and Dead Orbit do that joint intelligence sharing where we go in to the, uh, to the bridge and then like that, that encrypted message was sent to the head of the Cabal Empire. But if you look at the Grimoire, they're also talking about how, you know, they're keeping an eye out on, um, on Osiris and what he's doing on Mercury. And in fact, Saint 14 is on his way to Mercury to, to deal with whatever Osiris is trying to do because Os like everybody's afraid that Osiris is going to open up something that he shouldn't be opening up. Mm -hmm. Basically, he's the uh, the Vex version of Tolan with regards to the Hive. Like Tolan is to the Hive what what he what 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 Osiris, Osiris is to the Vex. To the Vex. That, was, that was before the fall, though, wasn't it? What when when uh, Saint fourteen left? That was way before the fall, wasn't it? Right, mm -hmm. but but they they've been going back and hinting at at all that stuff, and with regards to um, the latest the, the 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 past updates that they've done for this year, with regards to Crucible and stuff, and and also the updated um, voice recordings that they've done for Brother Vance, which a lot of people don't pay attention, like get ready for the coming war; it's coming sooner than you think, and also the text on the the bounties. It leads you to believe that something's coming up very soon with regards to Osiris. And if Osiris is involved, that means the Vex are involved. Bungie might might even like throw like us, you know, completely for a loop and and, and involve both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. well, Which would be insane, like a giant super war with the Vex and the Cabal at the same time. I'm really sorry to uh, have to interrupt you, but unfortunately, I am going to have to go. Um, this is, I didn't realize this would take so long. Um, 
No problem. Uh, it's it's all right, Jamie. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook. And I'm also on Twitter and S- Skype. Anywhere you can find me, PlayStation or on PlayStation. Your handles, dude. You you want to give them a little bit more specific so that people can yeah. uh, find you? PlayStation my, name. My, my PlayStation name is Tiger Broom Ten. All right, thank. All right, thank you for joining us, Jamie. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into Crucible because I know that a lot of you guys were were trying to scratch at the surface of several of the things that I wanted to hit up in the Crucible section. Uh, let's go ahead and first talk about one of the smaller updates. Uh, the first one being Iron Banner. Iron Banner has increased its base rep amount from 50 to 60. That's actually huge because what what's going to happen is that Tuesday that you start, you're going to start off with 60 rep per comp- uh, win. And then on, since there's going to be a 10%, 20%, 50%, whatever buff, it's basically going to increase the rep amount and you're going to be able to go or get to level 5 even faster than you did before. The big thing that a lot of people are confused about is the players no longer are able to recycle into Iron Banner matches after the event has ended. The big thing that a lot of people think is that there was always a little bit of a glitch that you can continue to play Iron Banner after the event was quote-unquote ended. So that they're probably putting a stop to that by just making everybody go straight to orbit or 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 to sign out and then sign back in. Mm-hmm. Um, another another one of the, the small but bigger updates, anyway, are the freelance modes. Now, let me first explain what freelance mode is. It's it's a it, you have three on three and a six on six mode where you can only go in by yourself. You can't go in with a fire team. So. Your teammates are completely random, and who you go up, up go up against is completely random. That's all well and good, but there's a huge problem with it. They're doing the same thing to freelance mode that they did in year one to the stuff such as, let's say that you wanted to play only uh, that expansion's maps. You could only do it when it was a specific game type in the upper left-hand corner or in the upper right-hand corner. So you're limited to... Let's say that you wanted to go and play Freelance 3v3. Guess what? It's not available this week because this week is Freelance 6v6. Mm-hmm. You don't have the option to do that mode that you want because Destiny decided or Bungie decided that it's going to be random. And on top of that, you can't choose the mode that you want because it's a 3v3 mode. It could be Salvage. It could be Skirmish. It could be Elimination. It could be Inferno Elimination. Whatever they decide at that t- at the point in time, in that random mon- number generator, that's what you're gonna get. So, is this really choice? Is does this really answer the 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 issue that people have been having? Like that when when I saw that mode when I saw them describing that I was excited because there are times where it's just me. And I want to play Crucible. And if I can't go and play the mode that I want by myself without running into teams that are or these giant fire teams, well, I have to hopefully be in the mood to play whatever they decide is available for me. That's a huge problem with, with this game, and it's, it's a systemic problem that you don't have the option to play what you want. I was listening to the Planet Rate uh, Destiny podcast. And they were talking when they started getting to the topic of um, private matches or, or custom matches. 
They were saying, well, you know, I don't think it's, you know, as, as big a problem as, as people think it is. You know, it's only a small amount of the community that wants this. And that uh, I think people enjoy having the, the freedom of going into something with matchmaking. Which is fine and dandy as long as we get to go into something that we want to play. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's it. That, that's just, the, the, there's no, no two ways about it. It's just... We're no, we no longer have the choice to do what we want. It's basically, we are curated into a list. It's basically, uh, we want Spotify, but instead they give us Pandora. <laughs> well, that's, that's basically what it is. Well, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot more... I think there's bigger problems than that. And I think the biggest problem I saw with the announcement of this is simply... This was made as a response to everybody getting mad, or at least I'm not saying it was made. I guess it wasn't made, but it was announced as a response to everybody getting frustrated with Iron Banner Rift and having mm-hmm. to go in with the team and then saying, well, some of us don't have a team. We want something to be able to go in solo. So here comes Bungie thinking they're the heroes. Yeah. Well, now you have freelance mode, which is going to cycle through. You'll be able to play, play by yourself. Great. In normal Crucible, but it really doesn't matter if you play by yourself in normal crucible because there aren't that many six person teams in normal crucible to begin with. There are an iron banner though. So unless they introduce a freelance iron banner, it's not going to, it's not going to help that much with the biggest complaints of the community. And another thing is I see no excuse as to why Bungie can't have this implemented at all times. I don't care that they're like, Oh, we, we can't have so many playlists because last gen council excuse blah 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 i can't have all these players at once call of duty back in modern warfare 2 eight years ago had 20 something game modes with a mercenary playlist with three different choices you could do team deathmatch mercenary free-for-all mercenary or domination mercenary so you can't tell me that bungie in this current day and age can't give you 30 game modes to choose from at once. That makes no sense to me unless Bungie is just incapable of making a good PvP game, which we all know they're not with Halo. Mm -hmm. That goes back to the whole PS3 thing. They can't really implement that much if they're implementing that onto the older consoles that can't handle it. But but then, like David said, clearly they can, because Call of Duty does it, but... In that regard, is it because the player base isn't there? Is it because they don't want people to be waiting in orbit, searching for a match for 10 minutes because there's not enough people doing that freelance mode? Is that the reason? Like, they're very iffy on it. I think they they underestimate the amount of people that would play freelance, though, because I would play freelance. I know a ton of people who would just be like, oh, I want to play today. I don't want to get stomped. Let me just hop in freelance and have a good time. Yeah, Alan's pointing at himself. Yeah, it's I, I, everybody would at some point hop into freelance, if not just be like, "Oh, I want to see what it's like to not play teams." Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a cool idea, but the problem is, as David mentioned, you don't have the option to do it in all the other game modes, um, and, and and they keep touting the ability to matchmake. The biggest things that people want to matchmake into are. Trials of Osiris and the raids. And while it might not be the most elegant solution to uh, the matchmaking to these situations, at least you need to be able to offer them uh, in the normal modes. Uh, if the other uh, 
if the other events can go ahead and do that, why not? Why not this? It, it just doesn't make any any sense. Yeah, I don't mind. So, I've been mean, back onto that subject. I don't mind. Um. Well, sorry, I do mind Charles of Osiris and raids having matchmaking. If the LFG process was in game, so you wouldn't have to come out of the game to go to a different platform to then find the game that you want, then I wouldn't really be too bothered about it. But you have, but but here's the thing, like, okay. So we all know how how Trials of Osiris works. You you have the first, you have the nine wins, and it gets sweatier and sweatier the the further you go. The first, the, the second you get to seven wins, like seven wins, where you've gotten your armor pieces, you've gotten your weapons, that's when like the two things should go ahead and combine as like and just let it duke out. Like there should be a matchmaking up to the seven wins, and then there there should be the version where you can go in with your team, go up to seven wins. The second you're at seven wins, both both go together, and it, that your pure skill determines whether or not you go to the lighthouse. Because those last two wins are the the Schwedisht that Schwed- that you go through. <laughs> that you they, go through. They Unless you get what happened yeah. to us last week. Oh uh, yeah, that that was uh. That what was happened? awesome. What happened? We've, well, we reversed reversed two. Oh, is it like two hundred in the world or something like that in our first game? Because we still had our loss forgiven, and he was carrying some people, and he was like ungodly. He was really good. It was I, oh. So we we lost that one. We were at eight and zero. We we used up our mercy. Then we're like, oh god. So then we get to the, the we we go to the next match, and uh, it ended up being three people with be, uh, below a point eight KD. One of them was like a point two KD. It was it, it, it wow. was the easiest lighthouse run ever. It, it was the easiest. Uh, we five and noted. it. Yeah, but yeah, but how? They're meant to, I, I don't know. They're meant to match. <laughs> maybe, maybe they got lucky and win. How was someone with a 0.2 got eight wins on a card? That's ludicrous. I, I don't know. So maybe unless, they got lucky in the unless, previous games. Unless that guy was being carried by another team, dropped out at eight wins, or oh, we got to get off, whatever. Then he goes up with a new group and obviously takes the wins from the one, the player that's got the most amount of wins. So perhaps the other two people in that fire team had zero wins, or they just bought the one. I'm win not boom. complaining. I went flawless, so kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so, a good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, there has to be options. You cannot. The argument that they keep using, where we'll get you challenge, we get you the challenge, but you find your teammates is is. I understand for harder things like the hard mode version of the raid and the hard mode version of of the arena but for like trials of osiris you have these people not playing because they can't find teammates and yes we've we we're, we're more technologically savvy and we're more able to network i guess you, you can say uh and get our teammates but there are people who just don't want to do that they want to be able to access the entire game and they can't um and Considering that a lot of these, you know, seven win packages or, or to get the packages completed um, wouldn't affect the game, wouldn't tilt the game. The only thing that tilts the game is if you get to those that nine wins and that's where all the sweatiness starts happening at the seven win mark. Why not make it so that you can offer matchmaking so that you have people that go up to the seven win mark and then match them up with the people who are already grouped together at that point. That way... Mm-hmm. That they have a shot, not a great shot, but they have a shot. 
I, I don't think flawless. I don't think matchmaking would work with trials, and that's simply because uh, everybody would basically go in and out of games till they find the best people, and you'd never be able to keep consistent teammates. Not to mention the problem with Randy's rage quitting. If if you get matchmaking, you get one person on your team, and you have a bad first two rounds, you die. Mm-hmm. Like I have rounds games where I die in those first two rounds. Someone if someone backs out on me, that no need that, to brag. That, they're they're missing out a little bit, but. Then they How is that easy to solve though? Because then halfway through I mean, the game, you have two people the, versus the, three, and you're automatically going to get lost in your card. The that game be- automatically knows whether or not you've backed out. If you back out, you have a 20 minute shutdown period. You cannot go to Trials of Osiris. That's fine. They'll just go do something to, else for 20 minutes and then go back. Yeah, in. to to that regard as well. I mean, I've had games where I've lost four rounds straight off the bat, and we've been annihilated. Then we've just five four them and brought it straight back. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't. I, I I agree with David. I don't think matchmaking would work. I know. I know you think it would, mm. but I I disagree. <laughs> I just I just think that it would involve more of the community and and it would allow more people to get involved and get those weapons that they're walk that they're asking for. Uh, how many people have we heard this week? This past week, David. I want they, my doctor to passing. They separated. I want my doctor to passing. If they separated, if they separated the two playlists, so you had a team Charles of Osiris and then a freelance Charles of Osiris, then fine, go for it. If it's a freelance that's matchmaking, that's fine. That's what I'm talking about, like a freelance one. But you cannot offer. You you absolutely cannot offer that that flawless possibility mm-hmm. on a freelance one. At a certain point, to balance it out, to basically protect the integrity of the lighthouse, you have to combine them at a certain point, which I'm saying like that seven win mark, because that's where like that's where you should be putting in like so the total effort. So what you're saying is get the rewards from like the packages for the seven wins with the freelance, but you cannot go to the lighthouse. That's the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm, no. See, I, I still don't think that that defeats trials to me because they but have elimination. You just want, want the, people just the lighthouse ones, right? That, no, that means... it's people just wanting rewards. And if you aren't brave enough to go out there, go on LFG, get a team, then you don't deserve the rewards in my book. Everybody can find a team. It's what, really what not is that hard. The, um, what, takes... what is the gun this week anyway? Is it the Doctrine? Because if, if that this, is the this rocket week launcher. is Rocket Launcher. Okay. Tamarind. The Tamarinda. Yeah. So... Speaking of people just wanting rewards, let's go ahead and talk about the Valentine's Day uh, mm. event. I think normally I, just... I go ahead. Normally I go ahead and talk about the event, and then I go ahead and give my impressions. Let me just go ahead and give my impressions out. It was garbage. Fuck you. It was fun. It was straight this, no garbage. This it's event serves two minutes of a time poop. of our time. Look. <laughs> I like the concept of it. I absolutely love the concept of it. It's 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 elimination team based, and you get a special buff. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Problem is, you can do it in thirty minutes. Okay, maybe not. That might be an exaggeration. No, no, okay, no, you can. Two hours. You can do it. You in can do minutes. the entire event in in basically two hours. Complete all the bounties. Have nothing else to do with regards to events. You need nine games on every character. Mm-hmm. And and then on and then once you do that, like as you're doing the event, you're supposed to get your rewards. What rewards? Boot engrams and class item engrams, dude. Come on. Like like that that's all <laughs> that's all we've been getting. It's just like there are people who have been fortunate enough who have gotten a three twenty ghost. Yeah. 
but the drop rates are so abysmally they low that it is almost impossible to get a 320 ghost Which let alone get a ghost let alone you like there are people who have yet to have gotten a ghost. david haven't. has just picked up a ghost a single ghost Ooh. at 317. one ghost on that subject and then to make matters worse to make matters worse, Bungie is going to go ahead and decide, okay, uh, we, we screwed up with, with the reward system. We're just going to give everybody a 320 ghost, which is cool. Everybody's going to get a 320 ghost. If you played that's, seven games. That's, which, is, which is fine. I'm okay with Bungie deciding to give you a reward, but here's the problem. It doesn't solve the situation that they currently have in game. The current situation with regards to loot is absolute horse crap just awful it's it's shit it's I'm... pure unadulterated shit they haven't <laughs> fixed it and the fact that they're going to solve it by giving you a gift that a lot of people need to get the 320 because they couldn't they, they they messed it up and we're so sorry that's the same story we've been hearing time and time again one Iron Banner question. the very first Iron Banner 2.0 the very first Iron Banner Oh, the drop rates are working as intended. The drop rates are working as intended. Mm. Oh, one month later. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm Mary McCheese. We screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, guys. Next time, we're going to go ahead and make sure it's correct. (laughs) And then they release. You're getting salty, Jorge. Then they release. Then they release the, the PS exclusive gear. I knew he which was drops at an even it. lower rate. Oh it drops at an even lower rate than stuff that's already in there. Speaking of that. Go ahead and, that they're going to go ahead and continue to say that the drop rates are working as intended. The drop rates are working as intended. How am I going to get gear if the only way to get it is from playing the event? And then when I'm playing the event, I don't even get a single piece of that gear there are going to be people that do this valentine's event that have not picked up a single ghost and that the only ghost that they're going to get is from bungie miraculously gifting it to you i did it doesn't solve the situation i think you need a snickers bar jorge you can kiss my ass (laughs) i played i have played close to a hundred games that's not a joke 90 to 100 games of crimson fucking doubles I don't even have a single fucking ghost. I don't even care if it's 320. I just want one of the ghosts. Just one. Mm-hmm. Just Chocolate. fucking one. 90 games. Come on. 90 games. We keep, we keep going back to it, but it, I think everybody's in total agreement with it. SRL's drop rates were fantastic. Yeah, you why had, can't they repeat they that? Were. You had really helmets, were. you had class armor, you had, I mean, and, and even if you didn't get one of those, you were most likely going to get either the arms, the chest, or the legs, which if you already had equipped, that's fine, then you can go ahead and break it down and get legendary marks and use those for other things, to upgrade your gear, to buy weapons, or what? do something with them. It was a fun experience. You felt rewarded for your time that you put in there. In here, in Crimson Doubles, I'm doing it simply because I like playing the elimination game type, the 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 modifier that's on there, and just playing with a teammate. That's cool, but that's not why I'm playing that. Like, I, if I wanted to play an elimination, I'm, I can go and play elimination. I can go play Trials of Osiris. And yes, the buff is cool and all, but it's just a small buff. It doesn't really mm-hmm. change the game, per se. No. My, uh, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt the Salt Fest, but... <laughs> I need to. I need to get going. So, All right. Uh, oh, man, we're dropping like flies. 
<laughs> yes. Alan, where can people go ahead and find you? All right. You can find me on Twitter at Escaliente98. You can find me on PSN at S underscore Caliente98. And on the Facebook group, usually you can find me, Alan Escalante. What's up, guys? Hi. Bye. And when he says S Caliente, he means ES. ES, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Alan, for joining right. us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, Alan. So yeah, th- that, that's pretty much my feelings on the event. It was, it, it, in addition, like there's just not much besides that. Um, l- not even taking a look at the, the rewards. Let's ignore the rewards. No, rewards but, need to be talked about. That's the thing. Because yeah, yeah, but no, 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 I understand. Just hold up. SRL drop rates shouldn't should be repeated at all times. They should be in normal crucible. Like, who cares if they're giving us? tons of 280 guns like let us get a chance at getting the aos luna or the red specter and all that stuff give us those drops and if you get stuff you don't want then you get legendary marks drop rates are a big factor we can't say they don't matter no well i i, I didn't say that they didn't i think matter. What, what i was, was getting what, on is like ignoring drop rates was the event a good event and i think it is <laughs> Well, uh, I'm talking about the actual event itself. Like, besides the the Crucible, there's nothing else. You have one quest line, which is really one thing you do. He gives you an emblem, and that's it. it yeah, that's, that's rewards. I mean, the actual mechanics of the mode, I really enjoy. The quests are garbage. The, the yes. drops are garbage. The, the, the quest, the quote-unquote quest, it might as well have been a bounty. They yeah. might as well have just given you, Shouldn't because be. that, that that wasn't a quest. It was just do something and, the, like, go and play Crucible. All of a sudden, you have an emblem. And that's yeah. it. There's there's nothing additional to it. Well, I get, I get why they were psyched. They were like, yeah, we made this new game mode. We think it's really cool. Go play it. That's awesome. I enjoyed the, playing the game mode. I think there should have been daily bounties first off, instead of just like these five weekly bounties to keep the event kind of going. But this mm-hmm. quest line, why couldn't they have been like, all right, do these seven games in Crimson Doubles. Now go play seven strikes with your partner. Now go complete this mission on a hard modifier. Now go complete this mission on a hard modifier. Now go compete in uh, two daily crucible things with the same partner and like actually make things happen with your partner expand it a little keep the event going past well here's one new doubles mode that you're going to get bored in if you just play it over and over because there's nothing else for you to do in it yeah the the, the event was completely half-baked it was just the crucible mode and that's it which shows me how much they really thought thought this out or and or had uh, the amount of people that they had working on it which yeah. Which is fine. I mean, look, I, I understand that there were also artists involved, but look, look, okay, from an artistic span, standpoint, I keep hearing all these people saying, "Oh, those roses look fantastic. Those ro- roses look like garbage. They're pixelated garbage. They, they're <laughs> basically gar- blocks with circles put around them. You can even see the grass sticking out from uh, from the ones on the front. If you look at the rose beds." on the front part jump on top of them you can see the grass flowing back and forth as if the wind is pushing it going through the top of the rose i think uh before we That's get more terrible. salty it's time we move on from crimson doubles no <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm still i'm still upset because damn, i knew this... you were gonna go off on this subject but damn <laughs> well, like well like here's the thing like it's supposed to be i didn't expect a giant event 
But the problem is there was more to do with crim uh, with Festival of the Lost than there was to do with this. Festival of the Lost did involve Crucible. Involved you, I mean, say what you will about whether it was a giant change to Crucible, but you wore masks to get candy so that you could fill up your sack so that you can go ahead and try to get new masks. It also involved then, PVE. It involved PVE going into Court of Orgs, doing, a, I think it was do a raid with, with a mask on, or, or I, I can't remember what the exact stuff, but there were, there were a whole bunch of stuff. Optional, you know, was if you wanted to do it, that's cool. If not, that's fine. And the graphical effects that they did to the tower were really top-notch. This looks like giant blocks put on top of the grass and random rose petals put all over the place. For what, though? Congratulations, it's Valentine's Day. That's fine. But how does that tie into anything in the I, game? Like, like I felt more connection to Festival of the Lost and the actual game than this, where it was just random flowers and a, and a game mode. I think part of the problem could have been they got they started to get this huge reaction from the community of disappointment and upset and i think or at least this is just speculation it probably didn't happen like this but it could have they had only planned this spring update and they realized they needed something sooner to keep people from flaming hard so they're like all right let's throw something together sooner they throw together this it could it was it was basically half baked like you said and it could have been a lot better but they threw it together just to get something out there so that the community has some type of new thing to do, basically. And they threw it out there, and now they've been working hard on the spring update. And I think they will redeem themselves with the spring update, and then again in fall, and then next year. And, and I have no doubt, no doubt that they're going to redeem themselves somewhat with the spring update. But this... Like, they said it was on par with Festival of Loss. It's not on par. It's below... It's 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 below Festival of the Lost. It simply is. Quest wise, it's, yes. it's the smallest and, event and, and, they've and, released. And, and I already knew I already knew that there was gonna be a small event. I wasn't expecting strikes. I wasn't expecting exotics. I wasn't expecting a light level increase. Hell, I wasn't expecting much. I honestly wasn't, but I did expect three or four quests that you could do while doing stuff that you've already done before, either go on a strike with your teammate, uh, do a two, uh, the special two-person version of a strike. I see. I don't know. I I think that would have been be, awesome, but be, because like it, when they mention when you read the grimoire, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. When you read the grimoire, the whole thing about the grimoire is two teammates, a hunter and a warlock, fighting off against wave after wave of cabal. They survive, and now that their, their connection to each other is stronger than ever. And it's cool that you can go into Crucible, but that doesn't really relate to what happened in, in the card. Like, why not do a version of a, like, like do a strike where it's just you two, and you have that same buff that you have in Crucible. Well, here's my thing. I just thought about this. I had not read the Grimoire card, but if what you're talking about is true, like, how hard would it have been for them to throw you back into Prison of Elders with endless waves and give you that buff? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 and it wouldn't have taken much, many resources. They already have the buff in the game. Just have it activate when you die, just like it is right now. Yeah, in, in, in Prison of Elders, it would have given, given people a reason to do Prison of Elders. And they would, if you really wanted to, you could keep the same bosses. You, you, you didn't have to make it a big giant thing. And a two-person like, prison of elders would actually be pretty tough. 
Right. I mean, it wouldn't take. It, it, it's 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 just they they didn't think it through, and and it upsets me because if if they're gonna say it's on par with of, of something, they have to be at least on par, and it's not. It's I, it's just. I think it's unfair for you to say it isn't on par with Festival of the Lost, though, because yes, Festival of the Lost had more quests. It had four small quest lines instead of one small quest line, and then a few bounties. But I I have spent more time dedicated to crimson days than i have to festival of the lost just because you have this crimson doubles game mode which is fun to play versus festival of the lost but it was like i had a few of the masks but i couldn't complete all the quests because i didn't have all the masks so i kind of gave up on those quests after like an hour mm. so uh let's go ahead and get to our final segment of in orbit which is questions from the reef and this is our question and answer section. Uh, David actually got some questions put together from the community. David, go ahead and read the first question off. All right. So first question, we have kind of already answered this. So I just want a one sentence reaction from you to sum it all up. Came from Twitch last night. Mike the zero six wants to know what is our reaction on three getting a three twenty ghost given to us. So just one sentence from each of you. Pesh, you go first. Okay, yeah, no worries. Um, I think good. Okay, you're giving someone what you're giving the players what they want. That's the good point. Bad thing, it's poor programming. Should have been tested. It's poorly implemented, and it's just a really cheap way of trying to glaze over the mistakes they've made. All right. Uh, my answer is a band aid. It's a band aid to tide people over. Um. And to ignore the the fact that the drop rates are abysmally low and they haven't figured them out properly. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from Stinkfist22. What could make Nightfalls relevant? I think personally, Nightfalls making Nightfalls relevant make gear drop ten levels above your light level current light level or ten levels below it. So you've got a 10 level variance either way of your current light level of the drops. Obviously exotics make them drop at 310, but if you're getting a legendary or something, make it drop within your light level. Make it scale to the player that's getting the reward. I like that. I like that a lot. Getting multiple rewards besides just one. Um, I, 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 I don't agree with the whole light level thing just because it devalues the rewards from the raid and from Trials of Osiris, and the challenge of the Nightfall isn't on par with either of those. But if you were to get multi, like at least one of the, so you get one of three things: a primary, a secondary, a heavy, or an exotic armor piece. One of those four things, and you get three of you get three shots at getting them. So you're going to get guaranteed three legendary weapons a week from completing a Nightfall in addition to getting legendary marks from them. It's a small change that they can make easily and it adds value because right now there's no value to it because you can do you can get the same rewards doing the three of coins or the better rewards from three of coins. All right. Next one, XX Bruce XX Wayne XX. How can you fix year one weapons, aka Thorn and Icebreaker, to make them not OP? 
what as in a crucible. Without... If you're looking at this as a crucible kind of thing, then they just need to tweak those guns in level-based crucible matches. I think you should still be able to take your fawn into a normal crucible match. I think that's absolutely fine. You've earned that gun. You deserve the right to to use it. But in modes where light level matters, they really need to address it. You should not be able to res some uh, res snipe someone. Uh, a warlock with an icebreaker is outrageous. So yeah, something they need to work on. I don't think you should be able to one hit snipe anybody at all, even to the head with a year one sniper in light. I, I agree. I agree. Game modes. So um, to answer your question, they may they need to make the year one stuff. Uh, it sounds crazy to say this, but they need to nerf it to year two stuff. And what I mean by that is year two stuff is very specific to the gun type. Yes. Um, with Thorn, it does not reward you for being a precise shooter. Thorn just rewards you based on you hitting a, a target. True. If you were, if it was a true hand cannon, it rewards you for using for getting those headshots. Last word rewards you for getting hit fire headshots. Hundred and some odd damage to the head with a, with a hip fire uh, last word means that two shots they're dead. Uh, headshots with a with a hawk moon with the with the random bullets means that you're doing an insane amount of damage. Headshot to thorn means that you just did extra damage. That's it. Yep. But you know if you do a body shot, you're doing the same amount of damage really because of, of the poison. So they need to reward. The, the the gun type based uh, perk based on its on its on its gun type um thorn should only do poison to headshots um and they're going to basically nerf them uh in other game modes by basically making the light level higher mm-hmm. so yes. you shouldn't be able to get those res snipes if they make it a significant enough light boost on top of that modifying the light uh the the, the light curve so that it a happy balance of what happened in year one and, and year two with regards to light uh light level balance all right Be- okay uh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there i just, just kind of no that was it all right so then next one is from ricey1995 and he wants to know how the new special ammo doesn't work so I think what he is referring to is basically yeah, how know. everybody is now abusing exactly, yeah. Invective and Icebreaker. Exactly, yeah. Everyone's using Invective, everyone's using Icebreaker. You just put it on for the first round if it's Elimination or something like that or anything like that. You just pop it on, get your ammo, do the first round, you pick a special box up, you change back to the normal weapons you had, and then you still use your secondary as a primary. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It really doesn't. Or you get the other option where the two teams just wait they don't even engage yeah. each other until the special box is there, pull it, and then they'll engage. Done. The one thing I was finding last night, though, in trials is if you push those waiting teams, it's super easy to win because they don't expect to push. Correct. Yeah. But my, my thing, and I told this to Jorge earlier, I think they should change how those guns perks work, and it should not proc unless you have ammo in the clip. So if you have zero ammo in your clip, it should not regen. And that is not destroying the guns. Because still in PvE, I mean, it, it, it kind of hurts it in PvE, but it would make it so that regen perk is no longer overpowered. When you have zero gun ammo in it, it can't reload. And it makes you think about using those last shots when you have that special perk that's going to regen you ammo. 
I have a very like easy that. solution. I have a very easy solution because here's here's what's going on. You have people using three weapons: an icebreaker, an invective, or a sidearm. The second they get the ammo in their clip and they die, they switch to the real weapon that they're going to be using for the rest of the match. The easiest way to do that is make it so that I'm actually okay with sidearms getting ammo, but they need to do two things. With regards to invective and icebreaker, for PvP, make it so that the ammo regen does not start until you pick up an ammo box. On top of that, they need to make it so that the second you switch a gun or special in PvP, you no longer have any more special ammo. Sure. They need to get rid of that death glitch. If they, get, if they do those two things, you will see a great reduction in Icebreaker, a great reduction in, in Invective, and you have people playing the mode that they wanted you to do, which was using your, 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 your primaries, getting skilled with those, and then when you do get the, the, the special ammo, that is an advantage to you. I'm okay with, with, with people waiting back because that just makes it easier for you to go and kill them. True. I think the unfortunate thing about this is basically any fix they're going to implement won't come until the spring update. Right. And I do believe that there, there will be a significant update to that ammo um, update that they did because right now it's broken. Very much so. Alright, so this is going to be our last question because we did touch on the other two that I had a lot, which were basically asking for theories on the spring update and then a little bit on Crimson Doubles. So our last question comes from Dragonforce19817, and he wants to know if our thoughts on if a light level increase makes this new raid redundant and irrelevant. I mean, I it's kind of been redundant and irrelevant. I mean, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of touched base on this earlier, saying that you know, when, with the light level increase, that that would kind of pave a new way to make all raids relevant again because then you're not ah, true. as long true. as long as you're um as long as you're respecting the time invested into said activities it's fine i think personally with the with the light level increase that that could be a thing i don't think it will make it redundant if they include a higher difficulty version of said raid or, or any of the raids as long as the the rewards reflect that what what they need to do um they kind of need to go in in the route of ddr with regards to raids and i know that sounds silly but you know how ddr <laughs> had uh like what was it basic standard and heavy yeah and then like they had a fourth mode the oni mode the challenge mode um, like that's kind of what they need to do for raids. Like have the well, obviously not three, uh, not three like that, and then the fourth one. Have like your, your was the ease, the normal mode, the hard mode, and then the the oni mode or whatever you want to call it, uh, which would be the highest love uh, light possible. Which and, is like light higher than you have, and lots of yellow enemies. Right, lots. Of, well, not lots of yellow enemies, but basically everything scaled up to that light level. Maybe one or two additional things that they can easily add but i mean i'm looking at vault of glass there's a lot of stuff that they can do i'm sure. looking at uh i'm even looking at taken king there's a lot of stuff that they, they can do uh they can make that first jumping puzzle 
insanely difficult with Hobgoblin, uh, t- with taking Hobgoblin snipers all over the place. Even like, imagine uh, a Vault of Glass challenge mode at Templar where you have to kill him without him moving. Well, like, well, that, that, that would act, that, that should be one of the challenge modes. But what I mean by that is just like the, the Oni or challenge mode, whatever you want to call it, difficulty will be just the, the 400 light level, whatever the highest level light level it is. I'm just saying 400 just because I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's going to be 400. But like making a, a version of, of Vault of Glass that's 400 light, a version of uh, t- uh, the, the Crota's End at 400 light, a version of uh, the uh, King's Fall at 400 light, and ha- basically you get rewards from them. Um, and then just make the rewards from them, like the Scout Rifle and all that stuff, um, sim- similar to what they did with, with the Taken King, where there's a specific perk to that raid that will help you out um, for those weapons, and then the other one rotates uh, at random. It changes up Vex, it changes up the uh, the Scout Rifles for both raids, it changes all those weapons completely, and it, it allows you to get that quote-unquote favorite weapon that you had before while not devaluing the ones that you get from arms day or whatnot well the the thing with the vault and i think crota was they had those two perks versus the raid ones which now only basically have one perk because cocoon isn't really a a perk per se oh it's it's an amazing perk what are you talking about okay no no but i'm saying like (laughs) outlaw and firefly from uh like Fatebringer, that's what it had, right? How long right. Fine? Yeah. Right. It's those two like gun-based perks that uh, everybody knows that rotate through. They could really right. just do something like, well, okay, Fatebringer always has Outlaw, but that last perk rotates. Mm, I, I, I would, I would, make, I, I'd go even further than that. I would make it a specific perk that's only on Vault of Glass weapons. I'm, I'm just so thinking the off the top. Perk. No, because, because, because all, the, all the. Right, all all the all the Taken King weapons have extra damage to, to Taken enemies. Oh, so th- okay. So that that that's an intrinsic perk. So you're saying Oracle first, becomes intrinsic. Give right, it a or- new perk as the first well, one. Well, Oracle always was intrinsic to those weapons. A lot of people don't realize that it was an intrinsic perk. It was it was that, next to the last row. That, it that unlock just, it though. Right, you had to unlock it, but but the, when you go into the the challenge or oni level of vault of glass i can't believe i'm using ddr terms on vault of glass but anyway <laughs> when you go into the oni level of vault of glass that'll be in the intrinsic perk where it does extra damage to oracles a specific perk created for vault of glass weapons i'm just thinking off the top of my head right now um it will do it will do uh the i don't know the elemental damage to shields um shielded weapons but for example it doesn't it doesn't make it so that when you shoot a uh a vision of confluence it's fire damage but let's say i'm going up against a a a, a vex wizard a vex wizard a hive wizard and i'm shooting her it'll do the same amount of damage to the fire dam to the solar damage shield as it would if it was an actual solar weapon that's actually a really good idea and then the, 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 the next perk would be on that Vex Mythic class, you have a chance between Zen Moment, Full Auto, all that stuff. I, I like that. That's a really good idea. And, th- and, th- and then just do something else for, for, for take, uh, for, uh, what is it, 
King's Fall, or not King's Fall has already got its perks, but the same uh, thing for Crota's End. Yeah, that way there's a specific perk. Uh, the one for Crota, easy to, easy enough. Make it so that it does extra damage to all all uh, Hive enemies. It has one specific perk for all those weapons, and then the, the next perk will be, um, like for example, on the, the, the what is it, the, the Fang of Iriute, Third Eye, or uh, Quick Reload when your magazine's empty. I like it. It brings them in line with the Taken King weapons, and it doesn't overpower them to the level of, of that it was in year one. And it gives variety. Gasp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Any? So that was the last question. Last question. All right. Uh, so I think we we touched on a lot of stuff today. Uh, the, there's going to be one final thing that we're going to talk about. Because there's really not much information. All we know is that Destiny Year 4 is happening. It'll be a full game sequel. We already kind of touched on this. We don't know what the, the, the direction that they're going to go because we still have yet to get the full fall sequel, or fall expansion, I should say. But we already have theories on Destiny Year 4 or the sequel, whatever you want to call, which is bye-bye PS3, bye-bye PS4, because they mentioned it's an actual sequel to the game which means that you're probably going to have to get a new disc. But what does that mean for all of your year one, year two, and soon to be year three weapons and stuff? Are they going to go bye-bye, or is it just going to be only year four going on? Like, what are you guys' theories on this? We'll start off with Pesh, since we kind of been taking over, David. <laughs> well, yeah, David's more... Uh... David's a slut, alright? <laughs> Ignore him. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Um, I personally think they're just going to start fresh, leave everything behind like they usually do. I mean, it's, it's a very common thing with... I, I, some people are going to slate me for this. MMORPGs. I know it's How not dare really you? one, but... How dare you? It kind of, you know, it kind of takes... A lot of um, yes, it is. It's it, it, it basically, basically is for all intents is. and purposes. So let, I'm going to treat it as such, and I don't think that our current gear will be brought forward. Or if it w is brought forward, then it will just be like you know the year three version of exotic. So I think as we're mm -hmm. just going to start again, blank slate. You'll obviously still use your characters that you currently have, and then you'll carry on from there. David, what do you what are your thoughts on it? Well, um, I mean, I, we could dedicate an entire episode to talking about this, basically. So, Based on the very limited knowledge that we have right now. I know, I know. Uh, my, my simple answer to this is, I think, you'll carry your character, your armor will become irrelevant, and hopefully we'll see a lot of new areas. That's my simple answer. Because... There's, uh, I don't know. There's, there's more speculation than there is real answers, and that's how it's going to be for the next year. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think that's a good place to stop this episode right here. We thank you for listening to In Orbit. We're available on a ton of platforms, so make sure you guys are spreading the word. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio player.fm and pocket Cast. 
Let's go ahead and talk about our sister podcast right here on the Mastro's Buttons Network. We have Double Tap, which is the first week of every month. That is our fighting game podcast. We also obviously are on the Mastro's Buttons Network in orbit. We are every other week. We also have Wow Talk, which is every other week as well. Split up from them will be Watchpoint Radio, which is our Overwatch podcast that is every other week from uh, WoW Talk. So you have WoW Talk one week, then you have Watchpoint Radio the following week. Uh, no longer have the MASHcast here on the MASH Shows Buttons Network. That show has ended at like the 197 mark, which is so weird because, if anything, that would drive me crazy knowing that you were so close to 200 and you didn't get to 200. <laughs> but anyway... We thank you for listening to In Orbit right here on the Mashos Buttons Network. David, where can go, people go ahead and find you? Well, you can find me on twitch.tv slash dsbolt. I stream basically every day. Wednesdays and Thursdays are the only days where I don't really have a lot of time to stream because of school and work. And then you can hit me up on Twitter at ds underscore bolt. Or you could find me on Facebook if you feel like being stocky and seeing my personal life. <laughs> what about you, Pesh? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Xbox on Shadow Inferno. That's SH4D0W space INFERN0. You can also find me on PlayStation on under Pesh666. Uh, also, uh, obviously, as Hore mentioned at the start of the show, I'm le- heading up the Xbox side of the Technodrome clan. If you want to join, send me a message um, on either of those platforms or on Facebook under just Jamie. And in hyphens, Pesh Gillard, you'll find me straight away. I'm the only person on Facebook with that name, so that's an easy one right there. Uh, if you want to get any activities done, raid help, trials help, whatever, that's your. This is that's your place to go. We welcome any players of any skill. So, just like to say one more thing, Jorge. Uh, we were featured on Guardian Radio, the clan spotlight. The Technodrome was, which you can join the regular Technodrome. The Xbox One Technodrome, as Jamie mentioned, or the Technodrome Knights, which is focused on uh, PvP. And I would just like to give our condolences to Jorge, who is called George. Yeah, yeah the, the Technodrome was mentioned, and so was George. Also, just George was definitely mentioned. We're officially <laughs> at war with Guardian Radio. <laughs> also, just really. briefly as well, no, it's, it's, on, it's the, a fake war. on the Xbox side of things, we're almost at 100 members, so we do have two new sub-clans of the Xbox division. We're, we do have a, PP, a PvP-based one. Uh, that's the Champions. That's headed up by Tom O'Connell. You can find him at Midcourse Cookie. That's all one word on Xbox. Send him a message. You can join that way. And we also have the Raiders subclan, which is headed up by Pat Costello. You can find him at Pat Camper. That's one word as well on Xbox. Send them a message if you want to join. Obviously, the Raiders is for people that enjoy raids, and they mainly do PvE activities. And the Champions is the PvP side. There you go. Uh, as for uh, Mash Those Buttons, we're on Twitter, at MTB site. You can get me on Twitter at G-O, the number 2-N-R-G, Facebook.com slash MashThoseButtons, YouTube.com slash MashThoseButtons, and you can also find us randomly streaming on the Technodrome channel uh, on uh, Twitch. So on behalf of Pesh, David, Alan, and the other Jamie who's from Australia, my name is Jorge. (laughs) We thank you for listening to In Orbit. And see you star side later days.